up, everybody, and welcome to the uh, Yahoo Tournament Show. We're going to build a lineup for you. Baseball Monday afternoon, Big 12 games. I like it. As a matter of fact, we got a little showdown slate starting in about 20 minutes. Get in on that, too, guys, while you watch the show. But uh, this is going to be fun. We're going to shoot through these things game by game. I'm your host, Ed Chop. We're going to bring in my boy, Kirk Geese, here in a minute, and we're going to break down this slate, build a lineup for you. We're going to do all that good stuff. So uh, without further ado... I know my man, I think, what do you, I heard you pop a top here before the show, Kurt. What was it? What kind of refreshing beverage do you have over there? Man? I normally fade soda, but I oh. wanted a little caffeine. And uh, so I grabbed a, uh, st- st- little, little classic Coca-Cola action there. I like it. How's the, uh, I mean, we've been doing these shows now quite frequently here at this time slot on Yahoo. Uh, since, I think we did one on Friday, didn't we? Or, no, maybe not Friday, maybe this Thursday. I don't know. It was a few days ago. How was your weekend? How was your, uh, do you even play that much fantasy on the weekends? Yeah. So, I mean, Friday night is always great. Um, Saturday and Sunday I play, but it's always lighter action. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a good weekend. Uh, yesterday I lost. Fair enough. Uh, that, that, that sounds good. We're going to build a line. Dumb, We're going to win. Dumb decisions yesterday. Yeah. I don't even. I, find but I, was, I was hung over when I made my lineup. There you go. That makes uh, there's your built in excuse right there. We don't got to worry about it. So we're going to build these lineups here in a minute, but we got some some things I got to get through first. The big one. First off, always say this, but the like and subscribe. If you're watching this stuff on YouTube or on Roto Grinders, reach up there, poke around and find that like and subscribe button on those formats and press it. That's what we need on these kind of shows. So do that. Big announcement. I haven't made this one. Not an announcement, but huge. It's not. It's just a little bit of a, you know, I haven't done this one yet, so I'm, I'm really anxious. So because we have been working on this project, the NFL premium discord, the premium discord in general is a place where we are going to focus a lot of effort. Uh, we're trying to get it going now, but it's certainly going to kick up a notch during the football season. It's where we want to have a lot of our uh, interactions with the community, the discord channel. All right, so there's a, a different channel for every sport, for everything you could be into. You're going to have a Discord channel. A lot, of, a lot of experts in there, guys who are very smart at that particular sport, hamming it up with you, answering questions, just, shoot, just shooting the breeze quite frequently. So the premium Discord is where we want to be. Uh, we're, less than a, we're less than three weeks away from real live college football that means something. These aren't just these uh, Hall of Fame games and preseason exhibition games like the NFL. August 24th, we kick off the real deal in college football. So I can guarantee that between DB, STL cards, Pritchett, myself, and Ben Pritchett, new, new member of the college football team, all the other guys out there, you want to be in that Discord channel on those days because this is going to be popping off. So get in on Discord, guys. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a, where you get your, your main information from there close to game time. So Premium Discord. If you hop in there right now, there's actually a couple people in there answering questions. It's all fun for MLB, not for college football. But I know Kirk's going to make an effort to get in there and shoot the shit with some people. Ain't you, Kirk? There's like one day a month I get active in there <laughs> for some reason uh, when I'm bored and I, I lose all uh, channels. But I should be more active in there. So, yeah, I'll make – come football season, I'll make a, make a good effort. Um, but, uh, yeah, I should be more active over there. I see that anytime I po- pop it open – I mean, it's just Blender HD, Blender HD, Blender HD. I mean, I think he lives in there. First. He loves it, man. He loves chatting about sp- – in fact, I could pull it up right now, and uh, he's in there giving advice, man. Uh, he's uh, 
Okay, he says, unless you're taking the shortstop in your stack, then you then a Boston outfielder is a one-off. All right, there's good advice right there. I mean, just I just popped it open red one, and he's he's already laying down the law for me. So props to Blender, but yeah, means he's in there all the time too, answering these. You know, like I said, if college football rolls around, I'll be in there for sure. I know you'll you'll be in there uh, soaking up all the advice from the from STL and and natural sluggers. I couldn't play college football. I couldn't play it in Massachusetts. Is it? it I don't know if it's available this year or not. I don't know. You know, one year. One year may make the difference in legalizing a lot of these states, so we'll see how that plays out. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. All right. And then, of course, got to always mention the badge promo. The badge Ricky, promo. Ricky five-incher. Five-incher. Shout Ricky. out to Ricky. Ricky, another shout-out for you. Uh, Keep your head up. Yeah, it's, it's all good. I mean, hopefully you're still growing. But badge promo where you go in there and you download the RG badge. The promo is that if you finish top – 10 in a tournament of a certain size in GPP. So in a screenshot, you're gonna, you can get a free free month of premium by doing that. But just for changing over your badge regardless, you can earn a shout out. And today we have a couple of them. I have a Solanke1224. Solanke1224 uh, gets a shout out. Game Time 89 gets a shout out. If you're in chat, good for you. Game Time 89 gets a shout out. So. RG badge promo. That's where it's at. Whew. The chat, chat's loving the badge promo always does. And uh you so, might get, get yourself a nice little tea out of oh, it. Oh, uh, wouldn't that be nice? Also, you know what? I, I was uh slow to come around on the Roto Grinders t-shirts because of the material, but now I've 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 come to that that type of material. I, I'm really feeling that these days. I'm really feeling like that's the way to I don't know what exactly what it's made of, but it's really comfortable. So I used to be uh a hundred percent cotton guy or whatever those were I would wear, but now I'm, I'm into that Lycra or whatever. Roto <laughs> is that uh, what? The sweat waking, whatever it is. That's good for them. And Larrington. Yes, you're right. I will be on my Houston Cougars every weekend. We're I'm expecting a big season in college football. All right, guys, let's ditch all that promo stuff. We got a big 12 gamer. Before we even get started, Kurt, I know you've looked at it. You've studied the stats. You've done your thing. Give me a general overview on this. Do we have stud pitching, stud hitting, stud stacks? What's your general thoughts before we even get cranked up? Yeah, we do. We've got, we. I mean, as per usual, we have less of the stud pitching today, but a pretty somewhat deep mid-tier. But um, we do have two standout aces that kind of stand out, especially they're both in good matchups too as well that really stand out today. And then um, – I mean, there's some spots with some monster totals. There's, you know, some good spots for bats. Uh, you know, like for the Red Sox have a 7.2 implied run team total. Last time I checked, I mean, that's pretty pretty high for uh, Fenway, uh, Boston team here. And there's, uh, you know, and the Yankees, uh, which should be a watered-down lineup, though, but they they get to uh, pick on uh, Baltimore in Baltimore, with which is essentially a bullpen game, and they, they just get rocked. Um, so... Yeah, there's a lot of good spots for hitting um, and, you know, the, the two top arms. All right, fair enough. We're going to get into breaking this thing down here. Then let's crank up. We're going to bypass this Miami-New York game because that's not on the main slate, so we're not worried about that. We're going to jump straight into this Milwaukee-Pittsburgh game with uh, Jordan Lyles on one side and uh, on the other side, Dario Agrizal. Uh, we got a 10 for a total, minus 154 for Lyles. All right, you know what? 
didn't didn't Lyles pitch for Pittsburgh earlier in this year? I, I, I might be confusing that, but he did. <laughs> oh, that's that's interesting. I didn't even know he switched. So, so you're going to see him just annihilate them because uh, with a team that can actually get the most out of a pitcher, um, you know, you'll see a quite a turnaround. So you get a nice little revenge narrative there. Yeah. So uh, speaking of that, how much do we like Lyles today? Uh, mild interest. I think it's just. For me, I'm just going to prioritize going Giolito and uh, Charlie Morton, that pitcher, and then kind of fill in with value bats and try to get exposure to the spots that I want. But um, if I was to go down a little bit, I mean, I would definitely consider Lyles. Let me just double-check the price. Um, cheap, cheap on cheap on Yahoo. Yeah, what is he? Um, there he we're, is. We're in 20s, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he would – yeah, so he's in play. You know, it's, it's – a. Uh, Obviously, he's familiar with the ballpark. Um, it's a good ballpark, and uh, it's facing this awful Pittsburgh Pirates team. Yes, they don't have the, the highest strikeout upside, but I, th I think they still uh, strike out. And, uh, you know, you've seen it lately. I mean, if a guy like Steven Matz can absolutely mow him down, then uh, Jordan Lyles, uh, with, you know, a lot of motivation in this spot, could we could see a good game here. So I think he's kind of – he's a good play, especially for stacking up uh, – some of these expensive offenses. Well, speaking of the offenses in this game, uh, I got to assume Milwaukee's not a great hitter's part, but it's a good matchup for them, and they are a good offense in general. Interest level in Milwaukee, and who, who's the guys on Milwaukee we're trying to target here? Um, so I like this I like this game. I like the, the hitters on the Milwaukee side um, for sure. So, you know, Agrizal is – just not a strikeout pitcher whatsoever. We're talking about the lowest I've seen, I think, on the season, 7.9% against right-handed hitters. It's the lefties we're more interested in um, with Milwaukee, but I think you can take any bat here. But um, just with the way that the park sets up um, for the left-handed power, it's kind of a it's – not, it's not that bad for left-handed power, uh, Pittsburgh, as opposed to it's tough for right-handed power. So um, that just works – Fits in right well with uh, the Milwaukee. The guys are interested in Yelich is probably one of the top plays on the slate. You know my feelings with Pittsburgh um, starting pitching. I just think they're just horrendous. They're all certified losers, and I want a lot of bats against these losers. So Mustakis is way too cheap. Um, he's a he's a great play, um, and uh, Grandal's in play, and uh, Yelich is in play, and pretty much this whole lineup is a good stack. Now we covered this last week. It's not so much their pitchers that are losers. It's the pitching coach and the managers. It's that, something. It's something. drag them down. But it all comes down to the pitcher in the end. Okay, fair enough. All right, whatever. So that I mean, it, yes, the organization is are losers. Yeah, that's right. So uh, that's good. I like that too. I did. I did like some of those. Uh, if you if you have premium here and you get into the uh, consensus value rankings, I do have a lot of those left-handers in Milwaukee ranked high. Just for that reason, you said, man, you're, you're blowing all the good stuff. This park is actually sneaky decent for left-handed power. So we're going to uh, take advantage of that tonight. Next game on the board, New York and Baltimore. Whew, this one this one has potential here to be a good one. Ten and a half is the total here. Tanaka against Noah. I'm, I'm supposing that's. You know, we forgot to point out the 64 dew point in uh, Pittsburgh this evening. So How's that? Is that good or is that bad? You're going to have to refresh that's, my that's, memory. That's great. Great for hitting or great for pitching? Great for hitting. 
64. Do we want a higher dew point or do we want yeah, a lower? We want, dew? we want more humidity. We want a higher okay. dew. There you go, guys. We're getting all the good stuff. I haven't I haven't gandered at Roth's uh, weather edge yet, but uh, I'm I'm guessing we're going to get an uptick in some offense tonight. And then, by the way, that thing's been on fire with predicting some of the baseball totals lately. So get in on that. But Baltimore and New York here. I'm going to start off with Tanaka. Uh, I'm, I'm, he's kind of jumping off a little bit tonight. I mean, we got some studs out there, but it's a fair enough price on him. This is just a matchup. He really has to take it. Like, if Tanaka can't take advantage of Baltimore, how is New York going to survive in the playoffs with this terrible starting pitching? So Tanaka's got to step up and do something, right? Uh, potentially. Um, you know, he just has been awful. Um, start after start. He'll occasionally come out of the woodworks with, uh, with a really good start. It's a great matchup for him. Um, the price is nice. I don't mind it. So for third, I mean, there is upside that's, you know, the Orioles do strike out a ton, but there's also risk and he's, his, uh, his splitter just has been non-existent, which was always like his good pitch. So, um, uh, I'm mild. I have I have interest on, in him, you know, especially for the GPPs. But like, I would just feel so much safer, like I said, with just plugging in those two top end, high upside guys that I want. But uh, Tanaka could could put a sneaky uh, ceiling performance here in this game. He's good enough, I think, to drive on a 12 game slate. I assume he's good enough to drive us off to Baltimore bats a little bit, right? You don't want to do too much Baltimore, do you? Um, sorry, uh, someone was saying that actually you want lower humidity, but that's not true. Uh, we get it. We know what you, we, we know what you're saying, man. No, it's not true. Um, oh, we, we got a dew points there. The dew point is what it is, right? Yeah. It's good enough. Tanaka, is he good enough to take us away from the Baltimore hitters? You're just, don't get caught up on the dew point. We got to focus here. That Coca-Cola should make you focus, not go everywhere, man. I was, I was getting into Yahoo uh, chat. I was reading, you know. Oh, all right. Okay. But uh, Baltimore hitters, you, you have any interest in any of these guys? Um, I mean, there's the good ball pen, um, bullpen behind them, the pricing. Let's see. Let's just try, take a take a quick peek at the pricing. The one guy that stands out would be is the punt for second base, Jace Peterson for seven bucks, um, you know, batting fifth. Um you know, Chance Cisco could be a decent catcher play for cheap too. The, the thong song, the thong song. Yes, yes, thong, 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 thong. Um, but I don't have that much interest here. Um, I prefer, obviously, the Yankees are the place to be, but they have an extremely watered down lineup today. Although Glaber Torres did make it, I was expecting him not to make it, but he's in there. Um, but Ur Urshela's out. You know, those guys got banged up yesterday. They've uh, really. It's just uh, LeMahieu, Judge, Gregorius, and Glaber. All right. Well, those, are all, those guys are all great plays, but Judge, is, Judge stands out. Um, Didi is a little bit more affordable. He's 19. Um, Glaber's affordable. I would probably prefer – I, you know, he crushes the Orioles too just um, in that stadium. But uh, I guess they're all, they're all really solid plays. 6.6 .6 implied run team total. This Orioles bullpen is horrendous. It's just going to continue to be like this all month. Um, for the rest of the season. So, yeah, you can you can play any of these guys. Judge hit a home run last night. I'm, I'm feeling like maybe that's going to turn the corner for him for a little, uh, I'm going to say, a three-week-long hot streak. How do you like that prediction? Um, yeah, I like it. Fair enough. We know they're a good offense. You can stack it. Look at the ownership percentages. At, uh, 
You know, if you go to the lineup HQ, if you have that premium and you go to the lineup HQ, it is going to give you ownership percentages on stacks in the teams and what we kind of predict the ownership might be for the stacks. If you see high ownerships on stacks, you can sometimes get out of that. So I don't know what the Yankees are going to be. I don't know if we've updated it today, but be wary of that if, it, if the ownership is too high on a watered-down lineup. Next game on the board, the Angels at the Reds. Uh, we've got a 9.5 total. Minus 210 for Castillo against – we got a starter and then a guy who's going to relieve him pretty quickly after that. Cole and Sandoval look like the combo today. Castillo, man, against the Angels. But the Angels are at a little bit of a disadvantage here. They come from the American League to a National League park. They're going to lose a DH. It's going to, it's going to weaken their lineup, generally speaking. How high do we rank Castillo? Uh, probably the just right under the tier of Giolito and uh, Charlie Morton. You know, those guys are – they're all excellent pitchers. Castillo's an excellent pitcher himself, but the matchup from a strikeout perspective isn't the greatest. Plus, uh, his ballpark isn't the greatest. Plus, it's hot. Uh, it's humid. So, um, a little bit of a downgrade to Castillo. Could he beat them and put a – you know, do an absolute gem performance? Absolutely. Um, he's a really solid pitcher. I think he's in play for GPPs. Um, and I think – you know, I still I do think that this Angels team will strike out more. You know, um, it's it's there's more strikeouts in the lineup nowadays than there was for most of the season. Um, so you can take advantage of that. So he's he's probably like my third from a projected raw point score. Cool. Okay. Then we get to the uh, the batters in this game. I'm the Angels aren't really. You could always one off Mike Trout if you want to, or but I'm not really too interested in them against Castillo. It's the Reds here with a really nice team total, five point, almost five point seven right now against this LA Angels combination. Who can we look to in the Reds? There's some cheaper guys in there too. Who can we look to? Who's your favorite? Do you like the stack in general? And who's your favorite guys coming out of that stack? Um, uh, the Angels side quickly, uh, like you said, you can always play Trout. Upton is min price so you know i couldn't fault someone for playing that it's a really tough matchup but those would be the only two bets um on the cincy side like you said i mean it's just a tough lineup these days but you know this is a this is a good good situation for them um so the the cheap ones that stand out i mean I, that that rookie um aquino who looked terrible in his first couple of games but then finally hit, hit a home run um, did have a lot of home run uh, upside in the minor. You know, he, he performed really well at AAA. So he's 10 bucks, so that's fine. Um, Winker is is in play for sure. Suarez, you could always play. I mean, if, if you need like a shortstop for eight bucks, Iglesias could fill that role. And if you need a, a punt second baseman, you could play Peraza. But I would probably prefer Jace Peterson in that situation or even Scooter Jeanette. But uh, they're there. Those are, those are kind of really just the plays. Cool, let's move on down the road. Texas Rangers at Cleveland Indians, nine and a half for a total. Mike Miner against Aaron Savali? Yes, Savali. Savali's good, all right. Uh, Miner, I don't know, do you know anything about Savali in general? Good, bad, Um, mediocre? He's pretty good, um, actually. He's got a full repertoire of pitches. He's got a fastball, slider, curveball, change card. So he's got a lot, all the all the pitches. Um, in uh, AAA, he about you know decent strikeouts at AAA this season. Um, 
And so based on that and just the, the matchup, I think he makes for a decent play. You know, he had a 26% K rate at AAA. Um, and, I, you know, there's he's definitely in play because I think he could go relatively deep and there's always strikeout upside against the Rangers. So I do like him as uh, he would be my cheap pitcher play. It would probably be between him and Lyles, um, you know, as if I didn't want to spend up a little bit higher for Tanaka. Um, but, you know, he's probably – if I'm not doing a two-stud pitcher lineup, which I think I'm going to be doing tonight, um, Savali would be my my choice at this point. All right. And we know – so you, you're kind of selling selling him on me. And then there's Mike Miner on the other side, who's been a pretty good pitcher this year. Uh, is this drive you off of the hitters in this game? Yes, because of the prices. But, like, you can always play Lindor – um, he's just an elite shortstop bat. Um, you know, Puig gets the platoon, although he's usually showed more power against uh, right-handers. Um, but, uh, I mean, this lineup is coming together. There's a lot of power there now. Mike Miner has kind of regressed a little bit. Um, it's still a good ballpark. It's uh, going to be hot and humid. So I think it's a pretty sneaky stack um, just based on uh, hot streak performance and the improvement of all these power bats. Like you now have home run threats up and down the lineup, which you never used to have with this team. So like um, Jordan Luplo at 11 bucks has ridiculous numbers against left-handed pitching um, for power, especially, you know, so he's down there hiding at sixth and uh, you know, Kipnis, you'd have to probably get into the bullpen, but even like Fran Malreya is down at like, for 12 bucks down at eight hole, you know, like there's, there's literally home runs up and down the lineup now, which is the complete opposite of what it used to be. So I think it's a sneaky stack, especially if you rip into that bullpen, but um, I'm probably not prioritizing any of these guys for like my main lineup. Cool. Next game on board is uh, who this is one you would only really be interested in for DFS purposes. I don't think anybody's really sitting down watching the white Sox and tigers these days, but We've got Giolito against Spencer Turnbull. Giolito's minus 132. He's been uh, really, really bad after an incredible start to this year. I don't know what's up with that, but you seem to think he's one of your top two guys today. So talk to me about Lucas. Yeah, so he actually was really, really good against the Mets in his last start. Before that, he fell off, right? He had a tough start, but that was against Minnesota. You know, he gave up seven earned runs and the home run ball was flying. It was hot weather. It was just, you know, a little bit of unfortunate luck in that game. And he still had seven Ks. Um, the time before that, he had nine Ks against Tampa. Um, this is a dude with immense strikeout upside. When he struggles, it's usually because of his arm angle, which has been like the key to his pitching. And it, it ends up being his command is off. But with his command on against a team that um, doesn't take a lot of walks, um, in uh, the Tigers, and absolutely, there's its highest K upside as you can get, and are just pathetic against right-handed pitches. This is like the the highest upside spot, I think, in my opinion. So I want to be all over Giolito tonight. All over Giolito, the man says, so we can scratch off the Detroit offense off our list because I don't want to tamper with uh, Giolito. So on the other side, there the White Sox offense against Turnbull. Is anybody doing anything for you? Is anybody making a move? I, um, making it move, not so much, but I mean, I could play some of these guys cause you know, Turnbull's coming back from, uh, back issues. Um, 
he did just pitch pretty well in his one rehab start, but he didn't go very long, 60 pitches. So even if we like say he gets to 70, 75 pitches, we're going to get some decent time against the, that Tiger bullpen. And uh, any of these guys could, you know, if, if they fit and you like them, they're fine. Like Abreu would be, you know, you want the talented upside hitter. So Eloy Jimenez, uh, Abreu would be the guys. Tim Anderson is way too expensive at that price. James, James McKeon is down at the bottom of the lineup. Um, I'm not playing John Jay no matter what. Um, I, w- I would never play Ryan Goins or uh, Garcia. So it would really be just those guys that I pointed out. How Okay, so we're in the year 2019. How is John Jay a yeah. cleanup hitter on a major league team at this point? Can you explain that one? I mean, maybe you're seeing something in no. the numbers. No idea. It's just, but uh, G-Man Choi is a is a leadoff hitter too. So, <laughs> yeah, right. makes a little bit more sense just because you know a good bat, a decent bat. But um, yeah, it makes no sense that John Jay is a cleanup hitter. Like it, it makes zero sense. I, mean, I would love for them to come out with their explanation. I don't. I don't know. Here, like enlighten us, right? Maybe they're really tanking for that number one pick in baseball. I don't know, but. Next game on the board, Casey and your and your Boston Red Sox. I know you're a Boston guy. Uh, I know that you didn't like the taste that uh, Price gave you last night. Price just just terrible last night. But uh, this game, Rick Porcello, the former Cy Young, Rick Porcello takes the mound in an eleven and a half total against Mike Montgomery on the other side. Montgomery's been, if I read the Roto Grinders alert earlier, it says Montgomery's been terrible since the All Star break. So Boston. Looking at some of the stack numbers, and they look like they are going to be a popular option tonight with that 7.3 team total, minus 270. I'm going to start off with Porcello, though. Do you have, I mean, you've already sold us on Giolito. We've got some cheaper guys we've already talked about. I assume Porcello's not really a guy you're prioritizing in any way, right? No, the only time I play Porcello is when he's going to be absolutely get zero ownership, and he's in a matchup where you least expect him to do well always take a share of them then. But uh, other than that, I mean, this guy's been horrendous this season. He's been in horrendous form recently, just giving up a ton of homers. Now, the only thing he's got going for him is that this is a really good matchup against a pretty watered down uh, Royals lineup, Um, but still a tough park, um, decent, decent weather. It's not, uh, not that, not that humid tonight in Boston, but uh, still decent. It's really nice out. Uh, It's kind of hot. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not playing him, especially as he's going to be chalk on some of the other sites. I would, I would avoid that at all costs tonight. Um, his price is a little higher here that he won't get as much, much love, but uh, I still don't have much interest. So we're going to have these Boston bats against Montgomery and they're going to be pretty, pretty darn fire as far as ownership percentage. Talk to me about your strategy there. When you, when you see like guys, who you could make a case for, but you can make a case against who are getting up into the 25% owned range and things like that. Talk to me about these Boston guys. How how do you balance that ownership compared to performance? Yeah. So, and it's also price, right? So they're all priced up on Yahoo. So if you look, it's their max price, the top three hitters. So it's Betts is 27 bucks. Devers is 27 bucks. Bogarts is 27 bucks. JD is 23. Ben attendees 24 in the lefty lefty. So, They've certainly all been priced up. So this is a – you're going to need to play some of these value pitchers if you want to make this stack, and that's definitely viable, and it's not sneaky. I mean, everybody's 
going to try to do that tonight because of their implied total. But I'm kind of lukewarm on the Red Sox there. I, I, is there upside? Absolutely. Mike Montgomery's terrible. These guys can crush left-handed pitching. There's a bad bullpen. The Royals behind it. It's great park. Um, and there's, you know, there's, they want to snap out of this eight game losing streak and uh, just got embarrassed in, in, uh, in New York. Um, my favorite back here is to get exposure to this game is going to be Sam Travis, believe it or not, just because he's 10 bucks and even sixth as he has the platoon at first, he does have some power. And uh, so he's going to be a guy, JD, I like if I can get to him, but I just like, I really like the spot for the Brewers, like I said before, and the pricing. And I like, I would rather take Yelich than JD, to be honest with you. Yelich is 24. Are you building multiple lineups around the different sites for GPPs tonight? Um, Yeah. So are you going to stack, or like, do you have a, a handful of teams you're going to stack? Or how does that play out for you? Like, I know you say you're not going to stack necessarily on Yahoo, but let's say on DraftKings, you're in big tournaments. Are you going to stack over there? I do, but I've been stacking less. I've been basically, I'm still, I'm trying to take my formula from Yahoo and implement it over on DK and it's worked well. It's, it's find the home runs, man. That's really what it comes down to. Um, it can, you know, yes, I, I get the stack upside and the brewers would be my stack tonight, but uh, I I'd put less emphasis on it now. Man, now I'm conflicted. A lot of people say stack. Now you're you make millions and millions on Yahoo this year, and you're saying don't stack. So I don't know what to think now. But I'll, I'll have to figure that one out. Maybe I'll figure it out next year because it's too late now. Football is about to start. But we're going to go on to the next game on the board: Toronto and Tampa Bay. Here you go, another one of these stud pitchers, uh, Charlie Morton, with an eight total here against Toronto at home. Um, he's minus two seventy. Super expensive, but the guy has been when healthy over the last roughly three years he's he's been like locked down like you could make a case for this guy being a Cy Young kind of pitcher so Morton I know you probably ranked Giolito a little bit ahead of him but I mean how far down the list what's the gap there between Giolito and Morton I mean they're both they're both I have them both yeah both both very similar and um you know Morton's just a little bit more expensive but um Morton's got to be a higher you know, projection just based on his overall skill set for the length of period of time. Plus, he's in a really good ballpark at home where he gets to avoid any of that weather, right? It just seems like these guys go go off here when, when you have a high strikeout pitcher and a good strikeout matchup in that park. Um, chart, you know, the, the Blue Jays ranked eighth in Ks. There's a lot of Ks. They have, like, some sneaky fun power. Um, like, they're kind of fun to, to watch because, like you said, they're trying to build a lineup of all uh, – uh, offspring of uh, yep. former players. And uh, so that's always fun to watch. But a lot of these guys have talent, but, like, they still K a ton. And uh, this is a team you can definitely pick on in this situation. So Morton has extremely high upside tonight. And uh, I-, I love him. I love him and Julio. I love them both. So we're, we're probably going to avoid the Toronto bats. I just don't see any reason why you want to pick on a guy like Morton, even with a one-off. There's just too much out there. So on the flip side, though, this Tampa Bay lineup, decent enough against Wags Pack, who's, I, man, I think I read something crazy about his hard hit percentage allowed. It's pretty bad there today. So uh, we get the, the big G-man, G-man Choi hitting leadoff like we talked about. They've got, they've made a trade at the deadline, put a little power in the middle there with, with Aguiar. They've, they've got some decent pieces here. Where does Tampa Bay rank as far as your stats and uh, who's our best one-off there? 
Um, they're a decent stack because he can rip into that bullpen too. And, um, you know, he's got good numbers so far, extremely small sample against lefties and bad numbers against righties. So you would prioritize the righties, but everybody's pretty much in play. I mean, Jesus Aguiar is cheap, so and he's going to be bad in cleanup. Um, so And he's actually up there, you know, done a decent job with hard contact um, over the last month of play. And uh, so he's, a, he, he's actually seventh in hard contact over the last 30 days. Um, so he's a guy that I would definitely key in on because just for the price, he's only 11 bucks. Um, but any of these guys you can play. I mean, fam has, has good upside here in this spot. Um, I would kind of prioritize the righties probably just, and the prices are a little bit cheaper too. Um, you could play uh, Brasso at 12 bucks, um, at second. Yeah, I like them. Um, it's not the highest of the high for, you know, just cause of the park. And you don't get the good weather benefit, but you know they're they're still in a good spot. And Aguilar is too cheap. Okay, fair enough. We're going to move on to the next game first. I got a question here from the YouTube chat. It says, "Quote: I'm in a GPP, and 47.7 percent of the 47 people took Degrom as starting pitcher one. Should I just go Morton and Giolito for all value bats? Is Degrom going off?" I I mean, you know, I, I think it just started, so I don't think we know that yet, but I, I'm assuming he's just – we're going to uh, expect DeGrom to go off, and 50% of the field almost has that that DeGrom on there. So should he try to counter it by going Morton and Giolito and just looking for value bats? I uh, see how a game plays out. So if everybody took DeGrom and DeGrom has a weak performance, then it doesn't – you know, you can actually put yourself in an advantageous spot with a cheaper pitcher – or, you know, it's not it's not the priority. If he goes off, you've got to have – you've got to rip upside. So you're going to have to go um, Morton and uh, Giolito. So let's just see how it plays out. And, and uh, I would play those guys just, like, before the slate started, but see how the slate plays out. See how the yeah. Speaking of New York and Miami, they're playing a doubleheader tonight. Did you know this, Kirk? They're playing a doubleheader today. I did know that. And they, uh, that's the game we're on next here. It's going to be uh, Walter Lockett and Sandy Alcantara is what we're projecting the matchup to be, although Alcantara's already kind of wiggled around today. I think he was first supposed to start that first game, got swapped out. So he's in the second game now. I don't know. What do you think about this, this pitching matchup, Alcantara, Lockett? I, you know, sometimes in the second game, it's interesting. Sometimes the second game of doubleheaders like this, you can get kind of watered down offensive lineups from from the teams because you know they don't want to run their some of the players out there for 18 innings in one day. So we may get watered down lineups. Both these guys could could be in play. What do you think about these two pitchers here, Lockett and Alcantara? Um, so Lockett hasn't been fully stretched out yet, but this is you know he did go um, five innings against San Fran. Um, at one point, I think you could probably expect the same type of performance here. So from like a point per dollar standpoint, I think he's definitely in play for a cheap pitcher just because of the matchup. Um, the Marlins are just terrible, but it's not, it's not very exciting. You know, that's for sure. It's all about doing it for the bats. I think he's, he's in play as the cheap pitcher. Cheap pitcher. Do you have any interest in uh, that batter? I mean, these, these guys might be good enough for me to not really, and the park is big enough to where 
not like trying to force in any of the batters from this game on either, especially not the Miami side. They're just, they're not good. But uh, as far as the Mets are concerned, any interest in any, in one off in any of these guys? Um, definitely. Um, you know, only negative is the park, but you know, this is going to be the, the Marlins in the game two. I assume that their bullpen will get used up a little in the first game. And this is a team that lacks any really talent on their bullpen. And, uh, so there's high upside for these Mets. You know, Alcantara is uh, someone that we can also, you know, pick on. He's, you know, he's he's okay. But, you know, we would look to the, the lefties um, first, and uh, it would be Conforto would be the favorite play here. But, you know, this is a – I think this is a really high upside stack and a, that, a team that will probably go overlooked. And it's basically taking advantage of this horrendous bullpen. Yeah, we're uh, looking at game one already. It's first inning, and I, I think McNeil's already homered, so if you don't have him in the captain spot, shut your laptop, you're done. You ain't got no chance. And uh, Ramos might make the lineup. He should make the lineup because he didn't make the, the first game, and he'll he's a cheap catcher. Seven bucks. Seven bucks probably will back cleanup. Well, there we go. I found my catcher for the nighttime. Keep that in our mental Rolodex when we build that lineup later. Speaking of which, we're going to build that lineup in about 13 minutes. We got, we're going to use 13 minutes to get through the rest of these games. Then we're going to build a lineup. Got to leave some time for that lineup, man. I don't like rushing, and I want to really, really want to focus on it today. So next game on the board, Oakland, Chicago. It's a 10 total, minus 166 for Kyle Hendricks against Chris Bassett in Chicago. Uh the wind looks to be whipping out a little bit here. I mean, I'm on the Roto Grinders uh, lineup page. It's saying nine, nine miles, nine miles per hour, whipping out a little bit. I haven't checked uh, Ross' weather just yet, but I'm assuming we're going to get a bump for the bats. So does that mark off these two pitchers for you? Just kind of scratch them off the list, or what? Um, if you need to play someone, um, uh, I think Kyle Hendricks is uh, probably, you know, not going to do too poorly tonight you know it you should be able to eat up a bunch of innings and uh it's probably he's a little overpriced but i get it if you needed to you know if you just needed the savings for a stack that you like but um he did you know flash some decent upside with seven k's against st louis but i would take that with a grain of salt he's usually not a high strikeout pitcher um it's a tough tough lineup to face especially with the wind blowing out but you know Hendricks would be the guy um Bassett, no thanks. What about the well, okay, so we're getting a win game here. What do we think about the uh the hitters then? Give me give me some thoughts on who we can take there. Yeah, we can we can take any of these guys, right? So Castiano stands out as just too cheap for twelve bucks. Chris Bryant stands out as pretty cheap, seventeen. We you know, we do want lefties against Bassett. So Rizzo is in play, especially with the wind blowing out. Schwarber, Caratini makes a, a decent catcher punt at seven bucks. Uh, Hayward homered yesterday, but uh, I'd overlook that for 16, although he is batting leadoff. But, I mean, Castellanos is too cheap. So he's uh, he's my favorite upside bat, kind of. Um, All right. I, I pulled up the weather edge for you because I knew you were, like, anxiously awaiting yeah. Oakland at Chicago under these similar conditions, and we know what the wind does in Chicago with these games. 118 games, pretty good sample size there. We get an increase, an uptick of 40% in home runs, Kurt. We're going to get – we should get an uptick in home runs. So 
What do we want? What do we want for home runs? We want uh, five balls. We want five balls. So let's take a look at. I want to look at. Let's pull up the plate IQ real quick, man. We'll spend some time on here because this could be a key. You never when you catch the right game in Wrigley like that, you can win GPPs with it. So let's take a look at. First of all, let's take a look at the, the pitchers. So we want to get the ball in the air. What do we want, Kirk? Do we want ground ball pitchers or do we want fly ball pitchers if we want to get the ball in the air? Well, it depends. Well, I threw you a curveball. You're right. It's not it's not clear cut, is it? it? It just depends on the hitter, right? Exactly. All right. So let's take a look here. We got Hend Hendricks, who is uh all right, you know what? What's your favorite side of the game? Chicago side or the Oakland side for hitting? Chicago. All right, let's go to Chicago then. Let's focus on them for a minute. Uh, let's take a look at some of their hitters. We got all this. If you go to play IQ, if you have premium, you can get all this good stuff. Let's look at their fly ball, fly ball rates. We want guys who get the ball in the air. Chris Bryant is a guy who gets the ball in the air. Kyle Schwarber gets the ball in the air. Uh, oh, Custy, I forgot Castellanos was on this team also. He's a fly ball kind of a guy. So we got some guys who get the ball in the air here for Chicago. Which ones are you, which ones stand out to you in your research? Yeah, so Chris Bryant is probably the best play for the price. Rizzo is has high upside. And uh, Castellanos, I love his price at 12 bucks. Might make my main lineup. Castellanos, 12 bucks. I like it. Let me take a look at the pitcher stats here real quick. What's still Schwarber's going to be is kind of sneakier tonight with him down in the down in the lineup. You know, normally he would be batting leadoff and everyone would be all over him. So he'll get a little bit overlooked, even though it is a win game. That's a good point. If he was batting leadoff, he'd be one of the. Higher on, on guys on the night, but hitting lower in the order, maybe. So, yeah, we see some definite split differential here between lefties and righties for Bassett as far as ground ball, fly ball. He's a he's definitely a fly ball pitcher to lefties, and he's a ground ball pitcher to righties. So that's a pretty interesting stuff right there. Just, you know, sit there in the afternoon and use, use the plate IQ to your advantage. You can find the guys. We want guys – you want guys to get the ball in the air tonight. You want to take advantage of the win. Otherwise, what? listen, the wind's blowing out in Wrigley. Well, we don't have any need to take a bunch of a ground ball guy, right? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. We're not playing to our strength. Our strength is going to be the win tonight. So we want fly ball hitters. All right, so. These are two decent pitchers, too. So temper your expectations for a big win game. Yeah, but you never know. I mean, you just never know, though, right? Baseball, things go happen, and, and – if you run one of these guys out of this game early, you can get to the bullpen, and then all of a sudden, all bets are off, man. You just never know. But uh, I'm with you, though. Next game on the board, Atlanta, Minnesota. We got about – man, we got to whip through these games. We got to start building a lineup for the people. They love the lineup. Soroka against Odorizzi. Ten and a half total. Huge total for Minnesota. Soroka, Odorizzi, uh, they do anything for you? Um, no. Uh, maybe nah, – no. Just going to be honest. So we'll, we'll Good. No problem. Quick. Make it quick. All right, now the hitters in this game. Uh, Atlanta against Odorizzi. Uh, I mean, Odorizzi's been known to give up some home runs occasionally, just one-off in home runs, and they've got some pretty decent hitters in this lineup. Anything stand out for you? I I'll tell you, a guy who stands out to me just right offhand is, is Josh Donaldson's been heating up lately, so I could uh, I could play me some Josh Donaldson if, if forced to. Adam Duvall's got like Four home runs in the last week. He's he's been really, of course. I think three of them came in one game. So sometimes you got to temper those stats like that. But anything stand out to you for Atlanta? Yeah, Acuna Acuna leading off, um, always in play. You know, Odorizzi in his career has always you know had a problem with uh, reverse splits power. 
um, has been a little bit better about that this year, but Acuna is someone who can take advantage of it. Plus he always has stolen base upside. So even if, as long as he gets on base, you know, he always has upside running on the base paths um, that I always like, you know, it's kind of a backup for if he doesn't hit a home run for you. Um, he's priced a little bit lower than the high, high tier, you know, guys that are, you know, the top ones like Yell just 24 and I think Acuna is 20. So um, certainly in play. Uh, McCann is a decent cheap catcher option for eight bucks batting fifth. Um, and then, uh, I mean, you can always play Freddie Freeman. Albie's at the worst side of his platoon, but um, he is batting second, which is nice. And you gave Donaldson. I think it's a these these are these are also two decent pitchers. So uh, it's not my favorite spot, but um, yeah, those are the guys I'd be looking on. But uh, I do like these Twins chop. The Twins are interesting because number one, they just they're just pounding this year, right? That offense is just good now. What I was going to bring up, they've got the number three hitter there, Nelson Cruz tonight, batting third in the order. I don't know if you saw Dean's tweet this weekend about Nelson Cruz and the incredible season he's having at the tender age of 39. Yes. Quite the spectacular season he's having at 39 years old. My question to you, I wanted to know this, because Dean, Dean I think, really puffed him up a lot. I think what Dean's saying is the accomplishments of Nelson Cruz at 39 is far greater, far greater than what your boy Tom Brady has done at the age of 40. <laughs> How do you respond to that, what Dean says? Um, I mean, I, I know the answer. I mean, we know what Cruz is doing right now. <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's not better. Tom Brady is is, is the greatest. Uh, but you know, we know, we know that he's, uh, he's on a special, the special substance of some kind, right? Like something's got to be taken over for him, right? I'm not, I'm not one to, you know, dig into anybody's personal life. I just let everybody be. But, uh, he's, he's amazing. And hot streaks are real. It's probably Homer again, right? It's a tough matchup against Soroka. He's a guy that doesn't give up a ton of power. But that will be tested with this Minnesota lineup, right? Um, so two guys that from this game that stand out that are just too cheap are Polanco and Rosario, just based on price. Polanco is always in play. He's actually better from the batting from the left side. So he's only 12 bucks for shortstop. So I do like that play a lot. Rosario is cheap as well. And then uh, Kepler is just uh, good, really good. So um, no, no problems playing him. Marwin's cheap. So this is like a cheap stack. Um, that if, you know, Soroka's off, uh, you know, the, the Braves bullpen isn't the greatest either. They did add a, get a little help for that, but uh, good, good hitting weather. Um, I like it. I like the, I like the stack just because of pricing. Never forget that if the Texas manager would have just subbed out Nelson Cruz in the bottom of the ninth inning of the game seven of the game six of the world series, they would have caught that. David Freeze fly ball or whatever that was, and Texas would have won, won the World Series, and it'd be all in. St. Louis would be one World Series less to their name. But they left Nelson Cruz out there hanging around in right field, and, of course, he couldn't get to the ball. So never forget that, guys, because that's the way history is sometimes. It's, it's really tainted. But Philadelphia at Arizona is our next. We got three games left, man. We got to whip through them in about three minutes because uh, I want to get to the lineup, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm feeding for that lineup. Philly at Arizona, Merrill Carroll, Merrill, Merrill Kelly, Merrill Kelly, Merrill, Merrill Kelly. All right. You got, you know what I'm Kelly, saying. Kelly, you got it. Vincent Velasquez on the other side, nine and a half total here. 
even money both ways. So what do we what do we think here? These two pitchers, man, I don't know, dude. Uh, Velasquez, you know, sometimes you can talk me in, but I don't think on this slate. Um yeah. What's his price here? Thirty-one bucks on Yahoo. It's a good price, but boy, oh boy, we got some other good guys out there. I think we can save money on too. You can play him. You can play him. I don't mind it because he does bring some K upside. So that, I mean, that's all you're looking for. Um, Arizona certainly tough, but I like some of these bats too. I mean, the pricing is great on some of these guys. So like Peralta stands out as an immediate play at ten bucks, batting second. Um, yeah, he's been working his way back from injury, but uh, it's going to come and. Uh, Velasquez has always struggled with uh, lefty power. So Peralta just looks way too cheap. Escobar is one of the top plays at second for 15 bucks. So those two plays are, are great. Um, other than that, I'm not really super excited. I mean, Cattell Marte is dangerous um, at any time. He's batting leadoff, which is nice, 19 bucks. But I think I should prefer some other guys. But I like the stack. And uh, Peralta is a priority play. And uh, Escobar, if I can get to him. Next game, Washington at San Francisco. Merrill, Merrill Kelly sucks, so you can play. Yeah, he any, sucks. You can play. Merrill, we're just going to call him Merrill. Merrill Keller. Keller. Carroll. Merrill Carroll. How about okay. Merrill Carroll? Merrill Carroll sounds good. Merrill Carroll. There you go. Washington at San Fran. Oh, I always like to look at the San Fran games and just totally scratch them off when they're playing out there in San Francisco. But we got Fetty on one side. There's a Marge on the other. Eight and a half total. What was popping in this game, man? Because I, I don't like to load up on bats in, in San Francisco. I don't care who it is and who they're against. It just typically doesn't work out as well. But maybe you can sell me on something in this game. Um, You could see uh, Trey Turner have a decent game in Triples Alley. Uh, there you go. Oh, you're on it. Ground ball guy. Speaking of ground ball guys from earlier, this is when you do want the ground ball guy, right? I mean, he still has power, so um... – I would prefer a better park, but like, like for, it's very feasible that he could rip off like a couple of triples in this game, you know, if he hits it in the right spot. So yeah, I like that. Um, I think Samar just terrible, but uh, he's going to rely on his home park, but uh, I have no problem taking some bats against them. Um, but the pricing is just tough and, you know, it's tough for to pay for, I would like Matt Adams in, in any other park, but it's just tough when you're look, counting on a home run for him to hit the water out there for uh 14 bucks so i think i'll pass there but uh trey turner would be my one guy on the other side we've got some cheap prices against a really bad pitcher and eric fetty um who just does not have strikeout upside i have permanently banned uh brandon belt from my I saw that i saw five. that it's official i will not play i will so if he's the best play on a slate play me and all head to heads because i will not play this guy no matter what the price is going forward anymore uh he's officially done to me so i have to cross him off um but uh sandoval is i wouldn't mind the play for eight bucks at third uh if vote makes the lineup at catcher um not a bad play for 11 bucks and uh scooter still hanging down there at seven bucks <laughs> fair enough what are the odds that on the uh, flagship show after ours that Dean's going to miraculously nickname him Merrill Carroll. I, I got a feeling Dean's going to steal that one. Man. Uh, All right. Anyway, let's – yes, Dean is waiting on the Yahoo lineup. Let's get – we got a roll here. St. Louis at the Dodgers, nine and a half total. Michael Waka on one side, speaking of guys that you never play anymore. Michael Waka against Tony Gosselin. All right, we got a new – 